0: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: Surviving sister wives may contain adult content that may not be suitable for Latter day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is episode two, season 14, episode two, Happier Alone.
1: Question mark.
0: Question mark. The neighbors drive Mary out of town. The Vegas properties aren't selling. Shocker. Surprise, surprise. Corey, do you need a drink of something alcohol-related before we discuss this episode? I
1: think that would probably be in my prayerful disposition to do. Yes.
0: All right, so let's pick up where we left off. This was a back-to-back premiere episode. We were lucky enough to get the top-rated show on television on Sunday nights, 90 Day Fiance, canceled for a week so that we could watch two full hours of Sister Wives. Lucky us. A show with less than half- The ratings.
1: Well, there's only one way to fix that, and that's exactly like you mentioned. Bait and switch.
0: Bait and switch. Mary's back at her house in Las Vegas. Did you catch that they literally just dumped all her moving boxes at the front door and
1: left her there? Surrounded by green bins everywhere? What was going on in that house?
0: So many boxes. There are just brown boxes stacked up on top of each other near the front door. There's just random shit scattered throughout the house. There's still things hung on the wall.
1: what What were the green bins?
0: I don't know. There were about two dozen bright green mail totes full of letters. Um... I'm guessing possibly from various collection agencies looking for payments on their nine mortgages. But she's like sorting things. There's just things on counters. Tons and tons of these green mail letter bins. It was very strange. Um, the house is a fucking mess. Let's put it a, that way.
1: A bomb went off.
0: A bomb went off there. Um, so we find out that Mary does have a new house lined up for once she gets Back to Flagstaff, but it's not going to be available for a few more months. So she is stuck in the cul de sac alone.
1: I love that she admittedly had given up on even trying to go to Flagstaff. And then just one night she happened to peruse some listings like you do and found this perfect rental. But bummer. It's not available for a couple months. So so I'm a hang back here.
0: Mary in a hang back in Vegas. She's in that cul de sac alone, in the middle of all these bright green baskets and just racks and racks of LulaRoe leggings.
1: <laughs> somebody's got somebody's gotta make some income in this somebody's family. Somebody's
0: got to make some money in this family. Oh my god. Mary gosh. doing it.
1: She's paying the bills.
0: We find out that Mary is tired of the family asking if she's coming.
1: Maybe rephrase that. <laughs> I kind of said it that way on purpose. Oh, 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 oh. All right, I'll go back. No, Nobody asks her. Nobody asks Mary if she's coming. They're Let's asking be real. If she, when she's getting to Flagstaff. <laughs> That's a question that comes up a lot.
0: Only the catfish was asking me that.
1: And Mary's okay with that. She's totes cool with staying. She's green totes cool with staying.
0: We find out that Mary is tired of the family asking her if she's going to come to Arizona yet. And they show us a nice little flashback montage to last season of Cody looking for more enthusiasm out of Mary about the move to Flagstaff. Uh, He and the rest of the wives are trying to get her buy-in, and they don't feel like she is expressing herself enough and showing enough excitement about the movie.
1: I think she's expressing herself just fine in this house in Vegas now uh, to the TLC cameras in her own solo interviews since she has the cul-de-sac to herself.
0: It was a bit disturbing that she actually spoke to the producers about her hesitation in expressing her feelings because she's able to speak so openly In that they're not sitting in an ITM on a couch all together with one another. Which makes you think... How guarded is she, really, when all of them are sitting on the couch and speaking together? Uh, So it's it's nice to see her kind of open up and actually be a bit more emotional and, and honest about how she's feeling.
1: And honestly, I don't understand how the other wives can get mad at her about not showing excitement on moving to Flagstaff. Because it's literally impossible to get excited about moving anywhere.
0: Okay. Also... We've heard them tell us multiple times that the rest of these wives, aside from Robin, have moved about 19 fucking times at this point from house to house, different states. This bitch has moved 19 times in her life. She is not getting excited about moving anywhere. She's getting excited about leaving her shit in one place for an extended period of time.
1: Right. Because basically, Cody's talking about their time in Vegas like it was exile, like it was purgatory, like they were being persecuted and they had to flee, and now they're headed to the promised land in Flagstaff.
0: Heaven is a place on earth, and it's called Flagstaff, Arizona.
1: Ooh, baby, heaven is a place on earth.
0: Mary is lonely in the cul-de-sac, alone.
1: It wasn't an escape. It was a blessing in disguise.
0: Cody is now on the couch- with Janelle, Christine, and Robin, and eerily, they make sure to cut out the portion of the couch where Mary usually sits, just to emphasize the fact that she is not here. She is separated from the family in Las Vegas, and Christine is dramatically pointing out how Mary is alone, alone with these empty houses. Yet no one could give her a fucking room for a few months. No,
1: no, and the the whole point of them, I believe Janelle astutely pointed this out, the entire reason that they were all moving was to be together, and now they're disjointed because Mary's back in Las Vegas.
0: Also, can I point out that we see in the upcoming episode, or at least in the preview from the season... That Janelle is driving her ass five hours back to Vegas to show Mm. these houses. Mm -hmm. I understand that Janelle works in real estate and that if there's anybody in this family who's better suited to hold an open house, it would be her. But Mary is sitting her ass alone in this freaking cul-de-sac. She can't learn a few things about how to show a house it's not that hard i get i mean she's been in this house all these houses she know all these
1: houses she know the houses but honestly i would say yes it does fall on janelle's shoulders in an unreasonable amount and that is most clearly seen in this episode just in the fact that everything that they're planning revolves around selling the four houses
0: truly goes to her new school and outs them as polygamists within her first five minutes there
1: <laughs> yeah can, can't keep a secret
0: no she has no chill Clearly, no one has given her the talk yet where they sit her down and tell her that her family has technically done something illegal (laughs) and that she should be keeping it on the DL when she goes to school.
1: And honestly, you can't fault her for that because this is pretty much she's only known Vegas, right? Right.
0: This is normal to her. She is allowed to speak about Absolutely. Her family and who, the dynamic that exists. Who
1: in Vegas gives a shit about anybody else's religious views? Nobody. But let's
0: remember, they moved because Vegas was, quote, changing. Changing. And the kids were getting exposed to things at school that they didn't like.
1: That's still not descript enough for me to make an informed decision on why they moved
0: yet truly is rolling up into school at flagstaff arizona and telling everyone about how she has four moms
1: didn't mention that she had a dad though which cody took very personal cody cody took offense to that um but then christine had to gently remind him that well i mean having a dad is normal Having four moms is something that you might need to, that's something that's more important to mention.
0: Right. Something you might want to know.
1: It's different. It's an interesting fact.
0: You might want to disclose that to the teacher for when one of them needs to come pick you up when you're sick. Right. You know, when your dad's busy making a 90-page PowerPoint presentation about the next place that you're going to move to.
1: Or frizzing his hair in the mirror.
0: You might need someone else to come pick you up.
1: Or when he's uh, recovering in the emergency room from falling off of a ladder, because apparently that's what Robin's- place in the next scene
0: yeah so he was up there cleaning out the gutters which was a little odd to me i kind of thought if you're renting a place doesn't that seem like something that the landlord should take care of not really you
1: dude needs a taller ladder that's the moral of this story cody needs a taller ladder
0: next we get to see some really boring footage of them putting retaining walls between the yards in order to sell the houses back in las vegas Again, this wasn't a project that could have been completed before they all moved and took out three more house payments.
1: It's, you know, it's super sad being on the cul-de-sac all alone with nothing but the construction crew putting up the retaining walls that are separating all these houses that used to be one big backyard for you. But these houses got to sell, baby.
0: And we get to see Mary. She's looking at the yard ripped apart and reflecting, and she keeps yelling about how it's insane. Insane! (laughs)
1: Insane. You know what's insane is the depth that they dug for those retaining walls and the, the lines that they ran. How many time capsules do you think they found?
0: I'm not sure, but they pan to what she's looking at after we hear her yelling about how insane this is. And it's literally like a one foot wide trench with just like the driest dirt and soil that I've ever seen just tossed to the sides of it. Insane insane.
1: Disjointed.
0: Insane. She can't believe it. The yard is just torn apart.
1: Discouraging.
0: It's disgu- It's
1: disjointed.
0: Discouraging.
1: Unacceptable.
0: And we find out what none of us were shocked to learn already in episode two. The move is not falling into place like they thought it would.
1: So are you referring to the meeting of the minds?
0: We are just about there. I- I'm almost there in my notes. Okay.
1: That's the next bit I <sighs> have.
0: It is time for a family meeting in Robin's 6000 square foot, 7 bedroom, 7 bathroom <laughs> rental to discuss the fact that they may have overspent on this move.
1: The meeting of the minds of the Brown family for the financial analysis kicks off with Cody giving a nice a nice rundown of their mortgages and their rentals and their land where I feel like he he starts off by saying five mortgages with our land plus rent times 3 but I feel like so that's four four mortgages would be in Vegas obviously right so if we're mm-hmm. going to if we're going to check his math because we know he's not too great with math based on episode 1 already so four mortgages in Vegas because they had four houses if they're mortgaging the land that's five and then they have rent times 3 meaning
0: Christine, Janelle and Robin
1: But Christine technically bought hers.
0: Yeah, I think he's just calling it rent because who cares at this point?
1: Because because uh, it's just numbers on paper right now. So none of this money's real. It's all everything's in. It's all TLC money. Everything's theoretical. It's not real until you file for bankruptcy,
0: right? Which they have done. Look up the records.
1: I believe that. I like that this conversation is the point where Janelle reaches her breaking point. In the sense that she sarcastically, but somewhat seriously says that we all need to take a drink of something of the stronger alcoholic variety before we try to jump into this discussion.
0: Oh, that was a joke that did not land. No one
1: laughed. Janelle, you It got, was
0: so awkward.
1: Janelle, you got to know your room. You got to know your audience. She did not
0: know the audience. Mm-hmm. No one laughed. I think they have- didn't know if she was being serious or not. Right. It, it was strange.
1: You can, you can hear the desperation in her voice. So there was a little bit too much seriousness in it. So I think that's what scared him. <laughs> Cody gives the brilliant analogy of being in deep water and constantly breathing through their nose because they're always up to their limit and it is wearing them down. This is the point in the conversation where... Janelle likes to introduce that these houses that they have in Las Vegas most likely won't sell until spring because it just so happens that nobody likes to buy houses over the holidays. This does not go over well, and it's met with immediate resistance from the rest of the family because they cannot even fathom that these houses would not sell immediately.
0: Right. Cody starts losing his shit. They can't believe that if they list the houses immediately, that they are going to sit there while people are busy enjoying Thanksgiving, football games, planning out their holiday travel for the new year and Christmas, and not thinking about packing up all their shit into boxes like they just did.
1: Right. Not everybody moves with the physical irresponsibility and urgency that the Brown family does. Shocker.
0: Still in the heat of this very serious financial discussion, the girls approach the table and Mary starts coaxing them for a hello, a hug. And they've already forgotten who she is because they just start staring blankly at her across the table. She's only been gone back in Vegas a few weeks, but they don't know who the fuck she is. So the girls run away. Finally, it looks like Solomon comes home from school. And he is the only person excited to see Mary. He jumps on the kitchen table, the rental table, which they do not own, and crawls across it to give Mary a hug.
1: To be fair, there was probably a camera guy in the way. So he had to, he had to sneak over the table. There wasn't a way around.
0: I'm not so sure. All I'm saying is... None of the five parents present at the table say anything. What the fuck? <laughs> what is the benefit of having five parents in this situation if no one is going to teach the kids how to behave?
1: It's a super nanny learning moment. Absolutely. It is. It's unacceptable.
0: Unacceptable.
1: Unacceptable.
0: Why is your child crawling across this table with his shoes and clothes and completely dressed in his Leg covered jeans.
1: The kids, I think that was probably the saddest confessional interview piece from this episode was, you know, the kids aren't doing awesome. They're doing okay. Okay. They're doing okay.
0: That's where we're setting the, the bar.
1: You know what? I'll take okay. Acceptable. It's, that's acceptable.
0: Now, we're in the middle of a serious conversation. The kids have now entered the room. They're crawling on the tables. They're running away from Mary. All very inappropriate. And Robin is distracted from this financial conversation because she is concerned that Cody is about to start a war on Christmas.
1: To be fair... Cody took a cheap shot basically talking about how tight their finances were going to be, especially if the houses didn't sell. Their main goal is sell sell one. Sell one of the Vegas houses. Dear God, sell one. Because then we can at least start paying some bills with some actual real money in an account somewhere.
0: Where we go one, we go all.
1: Where the federal government goes into your account to garnish your wages, that's when you get into trouble.
0: I am the number one defender of Christmas. I love Christmas. I start celebrating Christmas long before people think it's acceptable to put their trees up. This is true. I felt zero emotions toward Robin during this conversation. Janelle points out that they could have a homemade Christmas. She seems to be embracing it. She's kind of excited about the idea that they could do something a little bit more down home and creative than they've done in the past years. It's not the end of the world if they can't purchase each other presents with money that they don't have. Robin, on the other hand, stays silent during this. As though she doesn't have a shit ton of my sister wife's closet jewelry that she could just repurpose in everybody's stockings.
1: Nobody wants that.
0: Nobody wants that shit. No. You know there's just tons of it sitting somewhere in a box that they packed on this trip.
1: In a refrigerator that's been unplugged. Robin does strike me as the type of person where she would be super bummed if you didn't spend a crap load of money on Christmas.
0: It seems like there is something going on behind the scenes that they don't speak about much to camera as far as the way Robin spends money and her view of financial situations.
1: This is also the point when Robin decides to inform everyone that, yes, we need to get these houses on the market. Yes, we need to sell these houses immediately. Yes, we still need to go balling all out for Christmas, but- I also made a commitment that I'm going to be doing a family reunion in my Las Vegas home. So I can't be out of that bitch till end of October at the earliest.
0: So this drove me crazy. Where do you get off? First of all, being the one who was so psyched about this move, because if you go back and watch the old episodes, she was definitely the first wife on board to move here. And there's a lot of debate online about whether or not she was the one who instigated the move and put this in Cody's mind to begin with.
1: It makes sense.
0: It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And yet now
1: with her with her son being in college, it right. the pieces fit. Yeah. And
0: the pieces seem to line up. So whether or not that's what happened, now she's telling us she cannot sell her house until she holds this family reunion. Guess what? Plans change. You have 20-something other people behind you whose needs take precedent over the fact that you committed to having a family reunion at your house? Sorry. That's what happens. Again, on the hate train for Robin. I'm coming for her.
1: And with, the, with that dose of reality, Cody has the insight to explain to everyone at the table if we have to wait, if, if we don't sell these in October and it ends up being in the spring to actually sell the houses in Vegas, quote, if that happens and that cannot happen, that will break us.
0: Cody points out that this was terrible planning.
1: I believe the words that he used were, quote, financially, it's ridiculous, planning, terrible. Terrible.
0: Remember, this is the same man that walked this family through a formal presentation that included a collapsible easel. Flip chart a flip chart he used every goddamn smart chart available in powerpoint to show just how much money they were going to be saving by moving
1: the general consensus ends up being sell one of these houses and get the pressure off that is the goal to to stop surviving and start thriving because that's always been cody's dream
0: through all this cody still thinks flagstaff is heaven And they're going to convince all of the adult kids, along with their partners, to move out there. Financially catastrophic, but please follow us. Please. Christine tells us half-heartedly that she puts in a good word for Flagstaff here and there every time she speaks to the kids, but let's be real. Ain't nobody wanting to live in Flagstaff. It's a nice place to visit, but not to live.
1: Cody has the sudden realization that he's moving away from their adult children in Las Vegas, and that- finally clicked for whatever reason
0: after they've already packed everything purchased places to live and moved
1: moved unpacked repacked mary and mo- yeah moved back even too but still in that process did not hit him until he was sitting at this table
0: it's almost like he suddenly realized that like a portion of the kids were missing right oh shit they didn't come with us
1: yeah it's like you're looking around doing they're a not quick in a truck count. behind us right quick count cody has <laughs> cody has this realization at the table in front of all his wives and specifically asks them what are we going to do he's asking how to change this environment to change the situation
0: he just led all of them into this mess and now he's looking to them to fix this problem that he created
1: janelle's looking at him like he has three heads and she's like what do you mean what are we going to do it's already done we're we're moving like we're We are in the process of moving, if you have not heard.
0: It's too late to undo this. It's way
1: too late. We are full steam ahead, and that's all we've been this whole time.
0: Of course, now that Cody is expressing some reservations about the move that's already taken place, Robin now thinks that they're stupid and insane for leaving the cul-de-sac.
1: I think this is the point where Christine tapped out. And she just put her head in her hands and didn't say anything. And that was when I connected with her on a personal level.
0: Let's remember, Robin was basically giving Cody a handy under the table as he finished that 90 page Flagstaff presentation. And now she is the first one to back him up on how stupid and insane this entire thing is. As though she had nothing to do with it in the first place.
1: They're realizing that it's horrible timing, I think, is is the biggest thing. Christine also points out why it feels so difficult for the separation from their adult children who are remaining in Las Vegas. She points out that it feels very different this time because...
0: They left a portion of their family behind.
1: They left.
0: Which, I'll give it to her, That's that's a really valid observation.
1: Because Mary was trying to normalize the situation and saying kids go their own way and they you know don't always live in the exact same place as their parents for their entire lives all of them are living in different places than where their parents live you know kind of pointing out those things but then christine has the realization a very valid realization that this time is very different though because it's not the kids leaving the parents they're leaving their adult children in las vegas and that's why it hurts
0: Right. It's super shitty. They're leaving their kids. The adult kids that they've left behind at this point are having children. They have grandkids who they're leaving in other areas now that they could have stayed with or been at least a lot closer to before they decided to pack all their bags and move out to Arizona. Also, it was a pretty shitty observation from Mary that they all live in different places than their parents, given the fact that they've all chosen to live a life of polygamy in which they've needed to flee from every area that they've lived in from fear of persecution for having done something that is against the law, technically.
1: Fair enough. The fact that Cody has to keep painting this as heaven and pushing that towards their adult children who remain in Las Vegas uh, in some form of guilt-tripping them into coming to this promised oasis in Arizona. I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way in in terms of just kind of manipulative behavior. And I didn't really particularly favor that.
0: Right. And look, that's not going to happen. We live in different, we have lived and do live in different places than our parents. And you have to make decisions based on what's practical for you. These people are not making practical decisions. No. These kids are not following them into a place where they don't see that they're going to have a career in the future. They have kids who are still finishing up college. They're not looking to transfer to go to a different school that they didn't originally intend to to go to and finish up their degree at just because their parents decided that they were gonna make a rash decision and pack all their shit up and leave.
1: Can we talk about the busted ass food that the kids had to eat? I did not Yeah, there was just like some tinfoil catering trays.
0: I did see that. And for a minute I thought to myself that's fucking weird. Yeah, And then I thought, well, if you have that many kids and adults that you're trying to feed, I guess any time that you order food in, it's going to be catering.
1: That's literally the exact same train of thought that I went on.
0: How shitty, though, for your life to just be a constant buffet with your 20 other siblings.
1: Just some busted ass rice.
0: Yeah, you're like Qdoba catering order.
1: Oh well, don't don't shit on Qdoba catering because no Qdoba that's solid. catering is delicious. But that that that's what it looks like. Sh- that was shocking.
0: I was trying to figure it out. I was like, I don't think it's Chipotle. It no. kind of looks like it's Qdoba. I'm not really sure. It could be some strange little takeout place in Arizona that we just don't know about.
1: Yeah, it didn't it didn't look very appetizing, but uh...
0: it didn't. But nothing looks appetizing when you're shoveling food out onto a tray from tin foil profs
1: and as as mary said make the best of it with what we have and then she shrugged and that kind of summed up the whole segment
0: and mary is she got in her car and she went back to vegas bye bitches bye bitches now we get to see coyote pass again it
1: it has a view did you know that it has a view
0: it is still just a vacant lot down a dirt road like we left it last season And we need three carloads of people to show it to Gabe who hasn't seen it yet and still does not give a fuck.
1: You know, and Mary was throwing shade during this part too about how it was such a privilege that they waited to go see the property until she could quote unquote visit them in Flagstaff. And it's like, I'm sorry, who is choosing, who's going back to Vegas in there and to stay in the house and be separate from everyone when everybody's asking you when you're going to come back and then you're like getting shitty with people about oh they at least waited until i could grace them with my presence to to go and visit the the lot
0: also this is like a four and a half i think she said it was a five hour drive. four and a half five
1: hour yeah it's
0: a five hour drive that is not the end of the world. You can make it there in a weekend and back. I don't want to yeah. hear it. We've driven longer distances than that to get tr- somewhere in a weekend and turn around.
1: I liked the consensus that everybody could grow old looking at that view because I don't know if you heard it has a view.
0: So Gabe throws on his best muscle tee.
1: It's his it's Gabe's first visit in Flag. This is his first time seeing the land. And this is apparently the first time that Cody's heard that. It's Gabe's first time he's ever seen the land.
0: Apparently, Cody forgot whether or not Gabe was with them the last few times that they've come to it.
1: It's all a blur.
0: So Gabe throws on his best muscle tee to go out there and stare at this 14 acres of empty land. Right. And the view, which we have to hear about over and over again.
1: Did you know it has a view?
0: It has a view of a mountain. A, turn um, around. Turn around. You turn didn't around. see it as we approached in the vehicles. Right. There is a mountain.
1: The view is behind you, actually.
0: The view is behind you. You Look. need to turn your whole body. Look. You were looking the other way.
1: I, I just really hope that these 14 acres are zoned properly. Otherwise, it's like somebody's going to come in and build a Costco right across from them or something and then like block off fucking discount warehouse.
0: We need to talk about the most atrocious part of this episode.
1: I I know exactly where you're going. You're talking about the visit to, to Gabe land.
0: Yes. Yes. Gabe strips down and jumps into the muddy, muddy plague pond. And I audibly gasped.
1: I heard it. Yeah.
0: Multiple times. I didn't just gasp once. No. It was one after another. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. As it progressed, it got worse.
1: Because as as they were coming upon this portion of the land, so there's a, there's a section of the land that has a bit of retention. There's some land that's raised in the middle of it, and now there's a bunch of water surrounding it. So it, it appears to be an island on their territory, and there is a moat surrounding it now, which Gabe took to immediately and decided that he was going to take it upon himself to claim that island.
0: I've never seen an 18-year-old boy get so excited over a drainage ditch in my entire life.
1: That's basically what it was because you can actually see there are drains in the back corner of the, uh, the right. actual actual pipes.
0: There are pipes coming out of the corner if you look into the screen. like This is not...
1: Cody talks about how the last time they were there... There was not water there, and now they there came is. back. Now, and now there's there water. is water. like it's a miracle, like it is divination that this that this water has been gifted to them by God, so that Gabe will like Flagstaff.
0: Right. This is this is a man-made atrocity in the center of this property, and they're acting like it has been dropped here from the heavens.
1: Janelle calls out concern immediately.
0: Okay, she's my favorite. Janelle is the only one with any sense of all of them, but still disappointed that no one mentions the plague, parasites,
1: flesh-eating
0: bacteria.
1: Janelle mentions that there are things that live in the dirt, and then when you get water mixed in, then there's activity that comes from that. Because then there's a whole debate between the wives on the confessional couch of playing in ditches where Robin played in a ditch when she was growing up and Christine calls her out on... Wasn't that so much fun then? I'm Didn't glad you have you're a still blast? alive. Right. You had a good time and it was good for you. Don't take that away from your kids then.
0: I don't want to play in a ditch. Never did. Never will. Sorry.
1: So basically at, the, at this point then, so Gabe has claimed the island and now... All of the kids are taking turns jumping into the cesspool and right uh, and then urging Cody to join and and participate as well. So at that point we discover that Cody bought a pond, but we didn't know that until it filled un- up with water. Until it filled up with water because apparently this has been a dream of his to play with his kids in the mud which I was not aware of until this episode. I don't know if it was in previous seasons that I was not a part of, but Robin brought up that that is something that Cody has expressed to her that he wanted land to play in the mud with his kids.
0: Right. Robin starts crying about how they've wanted this for three years. Apparently, this is everybody's dream to jump into a muddy ditch uh, and swim towards a mound of land. Uh, in their undies
1: and it's deep Cody's very impressed with the depth of the quote unquote pond Um,
0: there are things that cannot be unseen
1: here's a cool fact
0: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full time gig
1: for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: There was a point in this episode where I had legitimate concerns for what I was about to see next. Cody does provide the disclaimer in the episode: "What you're about to see, you cannot unsee, and truer words have never been spoken." Because we can confirm that there's no Mormon underwear for Cody, uh, because he strips down to his skivvies and and he hops in into the pond uh, along with the kiddos.
0: Right? He's cheering like a maniac, rips his clothes off, and then jumps into this drainage basin as if it's like the crystal clear waters of the freaking maldives or
1: something lake minnetonka
0: <laughs> it's this, It's so disturbing
1: and it was it laundry day is it i was getting a lot of john the baptist energy from this whole experience so it was a biblical experience in a sense for me but not in any positive way
0: all i kept thinking about was Everybody is covered in bacteria. These kids are probably keeping their eyes open, their mouths open. They are they need to go for an ER visit. They're all going to sit in these cars on the way home, soaking wet in this dirt water. Again, nothing thought out by this family,
1: ever. So this is the point where they kind of recap and, and illustrate that this is why they're doing what they're doing that. They they know that they've gambled big, and they have hopes and dreams and prayers, and everything's all tied up into this one big move um, that they're doing. And and Cody kind of ends with the positive note mentioning that you know we we know that we can survive a lot as a family. If it fails, then it just means that we'll end up closer as a family.
0: If it fails, it just means that hopefully the ratings go up on the show and TLC will keep us on for another few seasons and we keep that paycheck. Right.
1: Because this that's also the point where Janelle drops another truth bomb mentioning about how long it takes to build in Flagstaff, Arizona and about how it's going to be Two or three years, roughly, to build something the size that Cody's talking about. So in terms of, oh, this is our rental house living that we can make do with for a little while, she's the only one who's positively aware of the fact that it's going to be really tough to hold this family culture together.
0: Right. This again gave me agita. How do you not realize that you want to build a gigantic house that's big enough for technically what would be four different families living in one home? And you went through the entire process of working with an architect to get something drawn up so that you could sell it to your wives. You didn't think about the fact that it's going to take a really long time to find someone to build that and to get it up and built and ready for you to move in.
1: Carly, this begs the question that has been raised by multiple people that I've seen online. They're not in the process of building. They have purchased a property. They have 14 acres in Arizona. That that is confirmed. Do they need to live in Arizona while it's being built when they have four homes in Las Vegas?
0: I took some time to think about this because it doesn't make any sense. And if we weren't being frauded in the last season, And Cody was really convinced that they needed to sell these houses ASAP to get the most equity out of them possible. I would assume that that's the only reason why you would uproot your family and move them out of these houses and put them in rentals and stress your financial situation in the way that they are in order to do this. Because it really makes no sense other than he, for some reason, thought that these houses were going to decrease in value over the next few years.
1: I do recall chart in his presentation, yes, outlining you remember it was when they huddled up for prayer, and then thank God the t l c cameraman had the the foresight to pan over. And get a nice shot of the, the easel where it was hand drawn out that said, here's where the market is. And it had a nice long inclined line going up, 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 up and a circle at the top. And it says, here's where the market is in Las Vegas now. And then there was a steep straight down drop line immediately following that. So I believe that for whatever reason, Cody did have the belief that the housing market in Vegas was going to crash.
0: Yeah, I don't know what profit or or who brought that to his attention, but it seems like the family is is suffering for his lack of foresight and uh, lack of ability with, with math and economic predictions per that presentation. So looking at next week, Mary finally moves to Flagstaff. I'm sure she's thrilled. Cody keeps pushing the one home idea that everyone else hates. And Mary doesn't feel comfortable with the rest of the wives. Surprise, surprise. I can't can't wait. Can't wait. I I never thought I
1: would say it, but I can't wait for next week's episode. A
0: lot of really new and fresh material that we haven't seen before.
1: All right. So that just about wraps it up for season 14, episode two of Sister Wives. Thanks so much for listening to the Surviving Sister Wives podcast. We're releasing new episodes every Sunday.
0: Don't be shy. Share this podcast with a friend. Knock on a Mormon's door. Do it. Give them this podcast.
1: Have you heard the good news?
0: We'd love to get a lot of listeners, not just because we want to keep this show going, also because I I want to cover Welcome to Plathville.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. So if we get enough weekly visitors. Yeah. So I think that might be that a says, goal. Yeah. Okay so that maybe that's a deal that we can make so if we okay. get enough people to listen to this podcast because this is a dying breed but everybody in the fandom has been asking for a, a sister wives podcast so we're trying to accommodate i'm but not we... gonna
0: lie guys it's hard to talk about some of this shit these it's people hard. they're getting boring you know who's not though that family over at welcome to Plathville.
1: so please i love it don't make carly make me watch the show but i know that's what she's going to be pushing so if we get enough listeners for this
0: surviving plathville
1: surviving plathville coming to a
0: podcast near you i'm
1: not i can't say i'm looking forward to it but we'll see
0: i feel it in my bones i'm so ready for plathville
1: spiritually i'm not ready (laughs) i'm not i'm not gonna lie
0: Guys, thanks for bearing with us. We are not professional podcasters. I don't know if you've picked up on that yet. We're getting better as we go.
1: We don't have a Patreon, but if we did, I'd be pushing it right now.
0: Don't leave us a negative comment. We don't want to hear it. Bye, bitches.
1: Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.